Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours looking for candidates with the right skills. Start hiring now at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer good for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 240. We are just knocking on the door to 250. I believe we will hit that by, will we? By the time the year is over, we, we just might. So thanks again for hanging out. Hey, this is the show where we learn about all the latest, the big news, the stories, the headlines inside the Apple world. So if you're new, welcome. If you aren't, welcome back. And thanks so much for hanging out with us. Okay, just a little bit of business to take care of. First of all, if you want to be a part of this show, all you got to do is record a voice memo, send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Um, we do have a few calls that we're saving up. So I'm just letting you know, I will play them. And right now, we're going we're to do it. We have a guest this week. So that's why we will save them for next week's show. All right, this show is also brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee. We've got the 10, the 25, or the $100 Platinum Apple level. And what does it get you? Early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Plus, we do a monthly live Zoom call. We have different contests, just kind of some fun things that we build a community around. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support. And because of you all, that is why I continue to be able to put out this podcast and it supports really just everything I do. So thank you so much. Thank you for all of your support. All right, let's get into the show. I got a special guest here, Gil Cabrera. He's been around a few times on the show. So what are we going to do? Guess what? It's our raw take. It's our hot reactions. I don't know. I don't know about hot. They're a little cooler. They're a little more reasonable. But we know that Apple just announced new iPad Pros, new 10th Gen iPads, new Apple TV 4K. There's a couple extra news stories that we sprinkle in here. So let's get to it. Let's just have fun and talk all about it. All right, everybody. Friend, man, myth, legend, G-Money, Gil Cabrera on the show. Thanks for coming out, buddy. Thanks for having me, BTZ. Good to, good to be back to you. And by the way, I'm, I'm talking at you with the brand new AirPod Pros, so I hope they sound good. That's almost like a little DJ hit, like coming coming at you from the Air, AirPods Pro live. Coming at you, coming at you live from, from the San AirPods Diego, Pro. San Diego, California. <laughs> of course, as, as we discussed briefly, uh, I'm getting spatial audio out of you. So you, if I turn my head, I, I, I hear you in a different ear. So it's funky. Is that, is that, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Now, for people listening, yes, there's a setting you can change it. I'm not going to walk you through it because I told Gil, but he's he's liking the spatial audio for now. He's liking it. I'm like in I'm in the room with you. I, I feel like we're closer. I mean, I think that's the, <laughs> that's the reality of it. So, so I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep Yikes. it. I'm like BTZ in my ear. It's all good. Yikes! All right. So, um, you know what? <laughs> I brought you on because I thought this was a great show for us to react, and we've had a few days to digest the announcements that came out from Apple this week for new iPads, a new Apple TV 4K. We'll talk about how new they really are. But, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> right out of the gates. I mean, that, that sound clip might have encapsulated what a lot of people are feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another, it's a, it's another, another, uh, another Apple announcement goes by and I, I don't get to buy anything. So that, you know what? It is, <laughs> it's still so true how people like almost are frustrated and like – 
I don't want to say upset, but there there's cert, there tends to be a certain level of maybe like disappointment that's channeled into anger from some of the audience when I read their comments. I'm like, dude, chill out. But it's like it's like there's there's like, oh, this sucks. This is trash. I'm like, uh, it's not trash. You're just mad you couldn't buy anything. So let's start off with the M2 iPad Pro. Uh, as someone who you know has always been on Team iPad Pro, but also someone who upgraded from the 20. 20 model to the m1 ipad pro i was i'll be honest with you other than the great display um i really didn't use my ipad pro in any way shape or form so when i saw the m2 ipad pro initially i was like "Ooh, maybe we'll see some big jumps here and i will tell you really there's there's basically three things that have changed from the m1 to the m2 ipad pro first of all obviously the name says that the m2 chip you get a up to 15 percent cpu performance uptick up to 35% GPU performance. The other thing, this is a new iPad Pro with Wi-Fi 6E, and Wi-Fi 6E does take advantage of faster speeds if you have a Wi-Fi 6E router, and also it uh, it better distributes your bandwidth and can manage the network traffic you have if it's on a network with other Wi-Fi 6E products on a Wi-Fi 6E network. I just want to make that's sure you know. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of ifs. <laughs> that's a lot of ifs. I'm letting you know. And then... <laughs> Of course, maybe the coolest feature that is interesting is the Apple Pencil Hover feature where it can now detect a pencil within 12 millimeters and kind of show you what it looks like, where it's going to go before you start writing on things. Great for digital artists, maybe for note-taking. But quite honestly, those are the big three changes in the iPad Pro. The other development that was interesting was that they did announce that Octane X, which is a 3D rendering app, and DaVinci Resolve, which is a high-end professional video app, will be available for the new iPad Pros by the end of the year. So I break that down for you, Gil. I break that down for the audience. How do you feel about that? Meh. I, I don't. I mean, I, so I have. I too have. I have two M1 iPads. Ooh. I got the 12.9, and I got the smaller one, and they're great. They work. They work awesome. So I. And by the way, in no universe, as you know, do I even utilize. <laughs> half the power that they have so uh, you know that's why so so the folks that have listened to brian and i talk now for for years know that he and i text as soon as an announcement come out <laughs> comes out and it's usually me or him thinking talking about am i getting this and it's usually you know and that, that's basically the back and forth and this was definitely a I don't think I'm getting this uh because it doesn't make any sense to to me to to get it but the hover thing is cool if you if you use the pencil and it's hilarious because as I was prepping for this I was like where are my Apple pencils I have three Apple pencils <laughs> in my um, in my uh, pencil jar here two Gen ones and a Gen is it two what's the one with the magnets on it is that mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. Or three and uh, all of them are dead <laughs> wait, wait, like, so, de- dead meaning you've never used them dead or like they're actually dead dead no 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 they're like like the batteries there's batteries at zero because I haven't charged them. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I put, so I put the one that's got the magnet on top of my iPad just so I can charge it, you know, and then put it back into the pencil case and then never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's another interesting thing that you talk like, you know, obviously the iPad pro is going to be different to different users. So for example, you talk about how you don't use any of the headroom that is there. So even getting an M2 chip doesn't make a difference for you. For me, getting an M2 chip doesn't change how I use it. And that's why, you know, in my video, my first reactions just hours after they announced it, I was intrigued by the fact that they're saying, hey, DaVinci Resolve is here. Use it on an iPad Pro. 
you get a little more horsepower because it has the media engine that can encode and decode, you know, 4K, ProRes, uh, high quality video. But I still said, hmm, if I didn't change how I use the iPad from the 2020 to the M1 and this M1 to M2, I don't think it's going to be a big difference. The only thing that's really going to convince me to do this is if I decide to invest and commit to editing on an iPad Pro on DaVinci Resolve full time. And I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I will try it when it happens, but I don't, I, my hunch says I don't think so. That's why I didn't pre-order any of it. In fact, you know, um, full disclosure here, uh, Gil, there's nothing uh, rated X here, but can I read your uh, text that you sent me right out of the gates? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there was no, hi, Brian. It was just, it was, <laughs> there was no, hey, Brian, what's up? Hey, we're, we're old friends, man. I don't need to say hi. It was high, is, impl- high is implied. <laughs> it, it was direct and to the point. Don't think the iPad or Apple TV will be purchased by the Cabreras. Have an M1 iPad and 4K Apple TV. That was it. And that, that I think that, quite honestly, that captures a lot of the general audience who is already deep in this you know, ecosystem. Whether you have an iPad or not, even if you have an older iPad, it's hard for me to say because they put so much overhead in this that this is a compelling buy to if you have a 2018 iPad. Uh, I don't know if you really need to get the 2022 M2 iPad Pro still, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. Th- this is interesting, your discussion about uh, whether you do a video editing on the iPad. I The iPad has still never fully taken over from my laptop. The laptop is still my primary work machine. And by the way, I'm a lawyer. I literally just write stuff. Mm-hmm. But even the 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 Dropbox and 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 Word integration on an iPad just isn't as smooth. Sometimes it doesn't work, um, and, because, and because you don't have anything natively on the iPad. I mean, you could, you would, you really wouldn't. In the way I use it, it just it's just never as smooth. So there are times where, in a pinch, I'll use it. Mm-hmm. I certainly use it for email, but I don't use it for like the heavy lawyering stuff, if you will. Um, of, of like drafting briefs and stuff because it's just it just doesn't work as well mm-hmm. with Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Um, it just never has. So I can access stuff, I can look at it, but it's never replaced a laptop. And I just I I don't see it doing that unless the integration is so so tight that it that it that it's flawless and it just it's never been there. Yeah, and the other thing is that you talk about how you use the iPad. I think for people like you and I, we would have figured out if we really, really, really wanted to use the iPad as our main computer and if it really, really um, worked better as an actual you know, computer, we, w- we would have had no problem shifting over to it. But it's sure. like, it does, It you can use Dropbox with it, but it's just not as smooth as, hey, there's a folder on my desktop that I just drag and drop right away and it's done. You know, yep. like exactly. double click onto this folder, navigate the menus just like that in seconds. It's, yes, there is the file uh, system in on an iPad now, but it's still, it's, you know, when, when anything takes you two or three more seconds to do from what you're normally used to, you're just not, when it comes to computing, you're just not going to do that. And right. so, yeah. right. Yeah. It, even if it's well, like two the, seconds faster, you're like, I'm sticking with what's two seconds faster. And I'll tell you the word, the iPad version of word and Dropbox combo is just so weirdly unpredictable. Mm. So Sometimes you have to open it, most of the time to sort of make sure you're editing it, you have to open it from Word into Dropbox. Sometimes that goes smoothly. Sometimes Dropbox just kind of, you know, gives you an infinity circle thing trying to load up. Mm -hmm. And then once you're in the document, sometimes it loses that connection. So you, so you're not even sure your edits are going through sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why I've done it for very small 
things where like I don't want to go downstairs and get my my laptop or something. But for the most part, yeah. And I would think for video rendering, it's kind of a similar boat. Uh, for editing video, I mean, you, you'd have to load everything onto your iPad mm-hmm, and then sort of edit from there. And then you're still going to have to move it, <laughs> you know, off of there <laughs> again, which is again, which is just it's just not as simple yet. It, it would require me to literally change my entire process. And as a one man ban, I'm not willing to I just can't. I already have a pretty efficient process that it, it, it would probably push me back out like a week or two just to be like, am I going to do the deliberately to force myself to use it like this? And, you know, whenever I'm using it casually, like let's say there's a, a basketball game on like those world champion Golden State Warriors. Um, oh, yeah. Props out to the Padres as well. I was going to I was going to say, <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if you know, but we're in the uh, National League Championship Series right now. Hey, man, uh, I don't know if you know, but <laughs> I, I did look up World Series tickets today, and uh, the Cabreras will likely not be going to the World Series. So. <laughs> Good to know. Good to, there, there, are, there, are, there are limits. There are limits, Gil. But, um, you know, no, no bleep for 1,500 pieces is, you know, purchase my limit. So. No. But like what I was saying is when I'm watching a game or something like that, I'll use the iPad to web surf. I'll use it to yep. use the Notes app. I'll, um, you know, even, you know, I'll, I'll kind of have it split screen. I'll be on Twitter. But that's that's – and it's useful in, the, in those cases for me. But beyond that, I've never, quote unquote, taken it more seriously than that. And this still doesn't convince me that I'm going to unless, again, if I was someone who edited in DaVinci Resolve and they maybe have a really easy uh, flow from desktop to iPad, then I'd probably seriously consider it. But I'm not that person. I, you know, I use Premiere. The, the other thing that I want to bring up is, you know, I was talking, you know, obviously I go to some of these briefings from Apple and they tell you some of these features and they talk about how this display can detect that whole Apple Pencil hover feature. What did you think about that, just seeing it? Whether or not you use that aspect or not, did you think it was intriguing? Did you think it was kind of cool, or, or how did you feel about it? No, I thought it was intriguing, and, and what I was trying to figure out is where they can go from there mm-hmm. more than anything else because it's like if, you, if you've got the capability of some sort of sensing technology above the screen, you, can, you, know, you could start doing some interesting things with – uh, maybe you can do something more with hand gestures where you're not even touching the screen at some point. I mean, I know right now it uses the connections between the iPad and the pencil, but once you're coming off the screen like that, it starts getting kind of interesting. Yeah. I, what I thought was kind of cool is I found out that the, basically the birthplace of this Apple Pencil hover came actually from the Magic Keyboard because if you notice when you scroll on the Magic Trackpad and sometimes you hover over like an app icon, it kind of grows or yep. there's different... Uh, op- there's different things visually that happen to give you a cue. So they took that aspect of the Magic Keyboard and then they they actually, in the M2 processor specifically, because they didn't talk about this in the keynote or like how it's actually doing it, there's always been a coprocessor inside Apple's chips that were specific to touchscreen functionality. But in the M2 specifically, they've added like an improved coprocessor that allows it to now actually detect the electromagnetic signal. So you don't have to have any new Apple Pencil hardware. Yes, it has to be an Apple Pencil too, but it's this coprocessor in the M2 that is able to, because it can compute so much more, able to see this pen 12 meter, 12 millimeters off it, able to detect it, able to know its space in 3D, you know, its X and Y axis before it even hits the screen. So that, if you're a digital artist, I think that comes in really handy um, but again, that's not my personal workflow. So it's not like I'm someone who's like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I think digital artists, you, there's going to be a lot more versatility that you have because of that. 
Yeah, no, it looked like it. I mean, so some of the video examples I saw definitely suggest that that a video somebody that actually uses the pen. First of all, somebody that uses the damn pencil, <laughs> but also <laughs> also uses it to its full potential. I mean, the thing is amazing the way mm-hmm. when you do try to draw. I just can't draw. <laughs> so 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 it's one of those things where like it's 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 one of those hilarious purchases that was definitely like oh, I want to see what this is like, mm-hmm. and there was absolutely no reason for me to get that 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 pencil. So for people listening, just to just to let you know about pricing wise, the 11 inch iPad Pro uh, still starts at 799 for a 128 gig model, and there were a lot of rumors of people saying, "Oh, they're going to bring Mini LED to the 11 inch." That did not happen. So you know we're talking about form factors the same, camera is the same, uh, front facing camera is the same, placement and locations of those are the same. You're really looking at like we said, a new M2 chip. Wi-Fi 6E compatible, which has a lot of conditions to fully take advantage of it. And then the Apple Pencil hover feature. Um, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro starts at 1099 like it has before for previous models. Um, that's with 128 gigs. And then these Pro models do go all the way up to 2 terabytes if you want. But, and, you know, for the most part, this is definitely an incremental improvement. And I think if you're a digital artist... This M2 probably makes the most sense for you. But beyond that, I think it's still wait and see, um, you know, also which apps are going to be compatible. I think it's going to take some time for a lot of these apps to really take advantage of this. And then the last rumor that was really talked about is, oh, these iPads would get MagSafe charging. And that wouldn't necessarily convince me to all of a sudden be like, I got to get this iPad Pro. It might be a little interesting. I mean, I think that charging... When, when Samsung had the ability to charge other devices on the back of their phones, we don't really hear people talking about it that way, reverse wireless charging. And I don't know, maybe because the iPad is a little bigger surface. And if you could maybe do multiple ones, people might use it. But I don't think, even if they had MagSafe charging, I don't think I would, I don't think I would buy this. Yeah, no, I that, that certainly would not make a difference to me. And also, I just think of MagSafe charging as just requiring yet another cord right i mean it's not MagSafe charging it would would that replace the usbc it would how about this it would be oh sorry um MagSafe charging meaning like reverse charging on oh the, oh on sorry, the, sorry, on sorry, the, sorry on the sorry. back of the ipad sorry sorry sorry, sorry. yeah no not neither that wouldn't that wouldn't excite me either first of all i did there was something the other day or i was traveling and i i was thinking about my ipad my iphone and and the um, and a and, and AirPods from a charge mm-hmm. perspective, you know, sort of doing that on on the back of them. But I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out the use case in a in an iPad. Um, if I'm traveling and it's there, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I I, don't, I just don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out when I'd use it. I think what's also interesting is like when you think about this iPad, and we've seen it grow. I mean, for example, I mean there were people that were still using first and second gen iPads for like five or six years later, yeah, and the iPad yeah. is that type of product that it is. You know, I, I consider it honestly still a luxury product from a standpoint. If you already have a computer, you you get an iPad to kind of have fun and do some work, but it's really a media consumption fun device, and exactly. we don't need need it. But God, I love having it, and at the same time, when you have upgrades like this, they're nice. They're not gotta haves for most people, but ultimately, I would still use my iPad the same exact way. I think that was an issue that I, that Apple had early on mm-hmm. with with their upgrade cycle on the iPads, right? Because I, I seem to recall that into the two and three, 
there was some issue that they were it finally kind of kicked in, but it was one of those things where they weren't getting their usual upgrade cycles that they get for iPhones or anything else for iPad for that very reason. And it, and it sort of goes back to how we use it. I, I'm with you. I walk. So my big one I use as, as literally like a second screen mm-hmm. most of the time, right? Uh, when I'm in my workflow, my little one, if I'm not working, I'm, I carry that thing around with me around the house. Like if I sit down, I have the little one with me. I'll type, I, I'll use that for sort of, media, email, uh, uh-huh. some social media, that type of stuff. And then I take it upstairs with me uh, as well. But it, it's, it is a, it is kind of like what, what jobs sort of talked about it at, you know, it's a web surfing tool. It's that it's, they've never, they've never taken it to where like my, what Microsoft has done with the surface where mm-hmm, it's truly mm-hmm. interchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not something they've done. And I think it's just the different OSs. They just, they're too different for, for it to work that way. And and then also like we've talked about it before too, Apple's married to this idea. Like, look, they they could put you know these are all on ARM chip processors now. You know, Apple's own silicon. They could put the OSs on them. They could make certain aspects of it compatible. But they don't. They know when they look at their numbers, they're not going to cannibalize any type of sales. They know that there's people like you and I, Gil, that will buy eventually a laptop and will still buy a an iPad. And if they gave that iPad literally the same capability as a laptop we wouldn't but we honestly wouldn't buy both anymore i just don't I think, think we right. would you know yeah i think that's right and so from just a pure business standpoint and what they see that's why we're at where we're at so ipad pro um i did not pre-order it gil did not pre-order it it doesn't mean that you listening may not have pre-ordered i think if you're if you have anything before a 2018 ipad pro i think it might be it, it would be compelling for you to do the upgrade but if you're just using it for web surfing watching videos, emailing, and notes, uh, whatever iPad you've had for the past five, six years is going to be just fine. I, it's, yep. it's kind of always been that way. Okay, so we are time. We talked about the Pro, the high-end iPad. Let's talk about this new 10th gen iPad. They did a few different things here that have people kind of scratching their heads, but also going like, okay, why? And is this a better offering or not? So... We'll just get into it. The 1010 iPad, it's a 10.9-inch display. It now follows the same design language as the iPad Mini, as the iPad Air, as the iPad Pro, right? The kind of squared or flatter edges, rounded corners. So that design language is now consistent. It does come in three new colors, Gil. (laughs) Blue, yellow, and pink. This is exciting. exciting. Also, the biggest change that freaked people out that were like, oh, whoa, Apple has moved and they've put a 12-megapixel camera They've moved that camera to the side on the landscape. So when you use the iPad in landscape position, the camera is dead center. It's no longer on kind of the tall side of the portrait mode. It's just right on the center. And so that's a nice kind of, hey, when I look straight in the iPad, I'm looking directly at the person. So that new camera location might be probably the biggest thing on the entry level. I'm going to say entry level in quotations right now. Um, The other thing, it is a USB-C iPad. But it also has support for the first-gen Apple Pencil. And a lot of people... See, you're already laughing. Um, why are you laughing, Gil? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I won't, no, I want to know. What, what, what did you think of this when you, when you saw it all as, as presented? You know, new tension iPad, new design, first-gen Apple Pencil. What did you think? Dongle. I thought, let's get ready to dongle! <laughs> See, I was tempted to do it your way, 
but I can't take that away from you. So, and not, <laughs> nor nor could I ever do it as well as you do it. So there you go. So in my video, it was like, really, guys, are we are we really doing this? And the th- first thing I do want to talk about this tension iPad is that. Um, the landscape position is great. You know, it does not have the mag, the magnetic charging on the side that the kind of more modern iPads do. Um, so it, it like, this is a really tweener product. It looks modern, but it does things that are not modern, right? Um, you have the first gen Apple Pencil. And here's an interesting thing, Gil. You talked about how you had two Apple Pencils like in a cup hanging out, right? Yep. And, three, and one, three, three. Three, okay. So I was really, it, it, it's kind of made sense in a weird, bizarre way because we were talking, you know, when Apple presents us and they, you know, we were told that a lot of people still have first gen Apple pencils and in almost a reverse way of thinking from what we've seen historically in Apple, it was basically said to us that, Hey, a lot of people still have first gen Apple pencils that still want to use first gen Apple pencils. And this is the company that got rid of the floppy disk. This is the company that got rid of the headphone jack. Um, this is a company that, you know, pushed people to be like, no, the new, new, it was what matters. And so when they completely re- redesigned this 10th gen iPad, it's like, so you're not going to put in support for the new pencil, but we're going to get the first gen pencil. And I'm like, okay, but then because it has USB-C, you have to buy a dongle to connect it from the pencil to the dongle to the iPad. Come on, man. All right. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring the podcast. You know, when you're hiring, you're supposed to leave no stone unturned, but how do you actually do that? Well, easy. Partner with one powerful stone turner. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. When you can do it all with Indeed, find top talent first and fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed's instant match assessments and virtual interviews. Hey, waiting? Well, Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment that they sponsor a job. One of the things I really like about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of their virtual interview feature. Don't make your candidates jump through hoops. Indeed's virtual interview tool means that there's nothing to download. Just click and talk. So with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. And Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interview tool works straight from your browser. Now, Indeed saves you headaches. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. And after using Indeed's virtual interviews, most employers said it saved them days of hiring time, according to Indeed data in the U.S. Now, on average, applicants who scored proficient or higher in the reliability assessment were twice as likely to be on time for work, according to Indeed data in the U.S. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in their database matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need a hire? You need Indeed. It was crazy. No, I, I mean, the funny thing is when I first saw the dongle thing, I was like, for goodness sake, people, just get an Apple II pencil. And then I was like, oh, my God, you can't get an Apple II pencil. <laughs> you, can't get a, you can't get the two, the second pencil. What the hell? I, I don't understand. It is such a bizarre I, – I, I wonder if Tim Cook just had a lot of these in the warehouse. I So here's – yeah. 
right? Because like what it makes zero sense to I mean I get that you're putting the camera there, but even that is kind of a weird thing for me. And we can talk about the new magic keyboard that comes with it too, but mm-hmm. it's a weird like how often this assumes most people use their iPads uh horizontally. And with a pencil too, honestly, for them to support all those old pencils, right? Like, yeah, like just most most people in my mind, and I mean, I talk well, and I've talked to most people that are digital artists. They have already graduated to the Apple Pencil too, just from purely from a tech convenience standpoint, and they like the feel of it because it it's not that like slippery. The very first Apple Pencil was like really sleek, but it was shiny, like slippery, yeah. yeah, shiny. It was kind of slick to hold, and the new one has a lot a better texture feel um to it but most of those hardcore digital artists have already gone apple pencil too quite honestly um but with these this is the entry this is now again quotation marks the entry level ipad okay so if we look at the current lineup the ninth generation ipad that was initially has been the entry level is 329 and when you look at that price you're like damn that is absolutely a killer price for an entry level ipad so now they call this the tension ipad this starts at $449 for a 64 gig model. The next jump up, which is the iPad Air, which has all the modern stuff and a magnetic uh, charging and a uh, Apple Pencil 2, is $150 more at five night or yeah, is $150 more at $599. And I feel like this new 10th gen iPad is not an entry level iPad, but it's almost there to make people say, hey, I'm just going to spend the extra $150 and buy an iPad Air because that makes more sense to me. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird product. And then the other thing I don't understand is it it is effectively the same shape, but you're you're making people get a different keyboard for it. Mm. When the other key, when the other keyboards work just fine, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's so it's it, there's just so many bizarre there's so many like out of Apple normality choices here. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. And I, and, and, and like I said, my, like, what are they doing with this camera? Does that mean that they're going to start shifting the camera over to that side of the screen on the future iPads? Or is this just a one-off in which mm-hmm. case that's really on mm-hmm. Apple to just mm-hmm. do some random thing o- over there. I, everything about this, this product is weird. It's, like, all- it's kind of funny because I didn't pay attention to it yeah. when it first came out. Cause it's like, Oh, it's another, you know, lower, lower end iPad, whatever. Cool. But you know, when I looked into it, it's just like this. None of this makes sense. Like none of it. <laughs> okay, I have a question because I might have missed something, and this is good because look, I don't know everything. You know, when you talked about the Magic Keyboard, I know it supports like a new Magic Keyboard that has the trackpad. But did you? Is it because it connects differently? That's what I can't figure out. So it look. It, it's a. It's a two. It's a two piece keyboard, and it looks like it connects differently. Like through the um, smart connector, looks- I think on that edge that's finally being used, right? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because it doesn't. It seems to connect on the. Well, it seems to connect on the bottom, but there's no smart connector on that one, right? Um, I'm looking at my old one, so I just don't know what they did with it. Because yeah, it looks like if you if you look at it, it connects kind of on the bottom there, on the yeah, keyboard. You know what it is? I believe that the pros or the previous iPads, you know, they have the magnetic backing, and so it kind of just slaps onto there and then connects to the uh, keyboard. You know, it talks to the keyboard that way through that magnetic yeah. connection. But this one specifically docks to that edge where there's those like uh like three three dots or those three prongs on there three or four dots on this on that on that bottom edge or on the side well but it but it 
Yeah, but those that that bottom edge has to be there, right? That's the question. I I haven't been able to see a picture with that that edging on it. So oh yeah 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 yeah. So that, that's that's what that's what it's got to be. I I agree with you, but it's but weird. It's like it's like it's kind of it's. It's like the the thing for me is it's kind of like a Frankenstein product, right? It's like there's new things, but there's old things, but there's new things. And then the price though is 449. Like I think it's a little more reasonable to say this is our entry level iPad at like 399, but I mean when you when you break that going from and then the, the ninth generation 329 iPad is technically still available on Apple site. They're not like heavily advertising yeah. it. Yeah, so you have so. like Think of this as the lineup right now, dude. It's almost like an iPhone now. You have a, a ninth gen iPad for three twenty nine, a new ten point nine inch iPad for four forty nine. You have the iPad Mini. I can't remember what the iPad Mini starts at, so forgive me. Then you have the iPad Air at five ninety nine. Four ninety nine is where the so for, iPad Mini starts. Okay, yeah. so four ninety nine for iPad Mini. So fifty dollars more than the ten point nine inch tenth gen. Um, then you have. Five ninety nine for the iPad Air, and then seven ninety nine for the eleven inch Pro, and then ten ninety nine for the twelve point nine inch Pro. They have too many iPads right now. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. Like they don't. They're that tenth gen. I just feel like it's trying to push the ceiling up to be like this is the new standard for our entry level price point at four forty nine. I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I think. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why I think Tim's got a crap load of Apple One pencils. <laughs> Is because you can still buy it, right? Mm -hmm. And they just include the pencil adapter with it instead of making the damn thing USB C. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Oh, you mean you mean so if you it, buy the Apple Pencil One today, it includes the adapter? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Instead of making instead of instead of updating the that mm -hmm. Apple Pencil to mm -hmm. be USB C, mm -hmm. they they they're still giving you the old one, <laughs> and they're just giving you the adapter, and it's it's in the buy screen for the iPad. So like. They're still selling that first gen Apple Pencil with the lightning connector and they'll just give you the then they'll just they're, they're gonna kick in the USB C thing if you buy it now. So I that's mean, cool. This there, is so there, dumb. There, there will be a point where lightning is eventually gone in the next year or two, but it's I it, it's one of the it's one of the more baffling Apple products. Like I think someone who look, I think also we sometimes uh, don't give enough credit to the fact that, and I'm not speaking to our audience because we're pretty freaking savvy, but there's a lot of non-savvy Apple users that are like, oh, I just want the cheapest iPad and they'll just buy it, quite honestly. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Like yeah. Apple has that cachet where people trust them. They know it's a brand. They know what to expect. They know it's easy to use. I saw it when I worked at Apple retail. People would walk in the store and say, hey, uh, just give me this, whatever it is. The some Some of these people would just be like, I want the top tier package, whatever it is. I'm like, you don't want to know what, what it does. No, just give me that. Some people be like, I just want the cheapest Mac. And they would just ask for it and you'd sell it to them, you know? And it reminds me that there's a lot of people like that. We we think more, we look at the specs. We're looking at the nuances of this. Some people are like, they don't care. They just want whatever it is. And yeah. this is who that's well, for in a way. It's got to be. And I mean, the funny thing is, is the ninth gen is the only iPad now that has the lightning connector still. So it's just like, what do you, I mean, again, it's a, it's, these are weird choices that they're, that are being made here. Very weird choices. I mean, I would say this, how about this? I'm not trying to like rip on this product per se, but I guess I'm trying to figure out who is this product for. And the only person that I can think of that this product is for is someone who has a first gen Apple pencil and does not want to give it up, but wants a new <laughs> iPad. 
Like, like that's all I can think of. Like from a reasonable standpoint, like I love that my original Apple pencil, and hilarious. I will never let it go. I will not I let the, it go. I, I love the way you just sort of plug it into the side of the thing. But 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 now I I would like it to to connect through a cord and a thing so that I could do it that way. I mean, this makes sense. This lineup is weird. Like they really should have got. I mean, I know they wanted a three twenty nine iPad, but they should have gotten rid of the ninth and just made the 10th the opening and then gotten the, uh, uh, and then, and then updated the Apple pencil. I mean, it's just a weird, this is, this is so much of, you got all this inventory. Yeah. It's like a Frankenstein, right? It is. It is. It it is. There's no, there's no, there's no other thing that makes sense. So, Um, and you use the shell, but let's move some camera. The the thing that concerns me is the movement of the camera. mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if their plan is to, shifted over there eventually for everything see that that's why people are like wait you move the camera here but and okay from a technical standpoint let's say the magnets for charging are in place of where that camera is okay fine like we 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 will give them that but at the same time um if the magnets are on one side you know you got to imagine they could rearrange things to put still put the camera landscape on the other side it's just that the entry level is the first one to do this and they always talk about how, oh, the M2 iPad Pro or the iPad Pro is where you'll find our latest innovations, right? right well, well, right. that technically is kind of an innovation for them changing that location, but it didn't appear on the Pros. It appeared on the Tension iPad. So um, it'll, be, it'll be really interesting to see how well received this iPad is because I think in the tech savvy space, this is not a very well received product, but in the general consumer space, how much will they care? I don't, I yeah. really, I don't know, right? Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see. I mean, right? they don't break these down, but it'll be still fascinating to see. Yeah, and again, if you own an Apple Pencil 1 and you want to keep it. Good it's... news. <laughs> Boy, we have a product for you. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, uh, at one point, uh, my wife had a, uh, I, a, like a company issued iPad and they gave her this dongle so that you could plug it into a, uh, a lightning cord, right? So it was similar, similar concept, just like old joint. And I mean, that thing was lost within moments of its arrival <laughs> at the house. I mean, it was just, it's so small. It's just dumb. I mean, it's, it's like the, um, it's like the old dongle for the headphone jack, right? Oh, I mean, goodness. like ever, you just lost those things. I lost, like, I, oh, I've lost immediately. those multiple times. Um, so I will, I will say, I forgot to mention this, that if, okay, even though you and I are like saying, hey, dude, just put the Apple Pencil 2 and put the magnets on it, that that honestly would have probably driven up the cost to be like a $500 uh, iPad. That's crazy. I mean, in Apple's world, I guess they could price it however they want it, quite honestly. But um, I don't know. Just It's it's an interesting, baffling product. I'm trying, to, know, I'm trying to figure it out. 150 bucks just to put the magnet capability? Not 150 yeah, bucks. Just... I said 50 bucks more just to put that yeah. magnetic capability. yeah. You're still a hundred off of the air of the air, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. Weird choices. And then Weird choices, Apple. <laughs> Weird choice, bro. Okay. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk Apple TV 4K because this is another product that I'm like, hmm. Unless I have an old ass Apple TV, I don't know if I'm getting this. But I, I like that they're slightly pushing it forward. But I don't know. So okay, I'll read off the specs. Apple TV 4K, same exact design that you know. So that black box, shiny. Flat, flat uh, body, curved corners, edges. Now, from at least the previous model, which was just recently updated in 2021, it gets the A15 chip, A15 Bionic. The previous 2021 Apple TV 4K had an A12. Gil, did you ever feel like your 
Apple TV 4Ks, I think you have one, was ever slow? No. Never, right? It never never felt like it needed a a chip boost at all. Um, Let me me say one – let me say a very positive (laughs) thing here. I'm glad they're still updating this thing. I'm good glad call, they're good still call, supporting good call. it. I think that's good. You know, I don't want the Apple TV to go the way of uh, um, Apple uh, routers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that part's good. I, just, I was surprised. I, I literally was like, wait, what was different? <laughs> I think I, I, think I, even, I, think I that, was, that was sort of a built into my text. Like, I have a 4K. Like, <laughs> Why didn't why wouldn't you make it an 8K one at this point? Like it was just such a weird decision. Like again, on on what's what what is the update? Um, but I think it's just it's a subtle, very just you know updating the internals. You lower the price. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I, I I mean, there's no reason to get it if you have a 4K. Yeah, I, I you know again, unless here's the thing: if if the Apple TV 4K was a legit like gaming device that people were swarming to and developers were putting out these high-end games that required all this power, I would actually be like, yes, this makes sense. Like, give us more power, but unfortunately, it's not used that way. And I know there are some people that game on the Apple TV 4K, but I don't know a single person that games on it regularly. Like, I just, I don't hear people saying, hey, have you played this game on the Apple TV 4K? No one has said that to me in the past two years. Two, never, three years, never. ever, 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 I, right? I, the only time I played a handful of the arcade games was when we first signed up for Apple One because we you got it for free. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, let's take a look at it. And then we never looked back. I, I use the fitness app way more than yeah. the arcade app. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But and- yeah, I don't, I don't, I like I said, I still like the device. I still like the interface compared to mm-hmm. the, the apps on TVs. We have, as you know, we've just recently upgraded our home theater system. We now only use the Apple Siri remote in our home theater system because mm-hmm. it, and, and it's not perfect, right? The arc uh, connection to the HDMI does a pretty good job, but if you turn it on, on the Apple TV remote, the TV switches on the, the uh, receiver switches on and the Apple TV controls the receiver. So it's, pr- I mean, it does everything you need Boom. to do and it's, pr- and you just have this tiny little remote and it's great. It occasionally falters on you. For some reason, the connection doesn't go all the way through mm-hmm. and you just have to turn it off and turn it back on. But I, I love that little thing, and I think it just works so much better than anything else I've seen so far. Yeah, I think it's what's underrated is that people that have never used an Apple TV 4K, people tell me, oh, like, and I'm a, I have been a big fan, a big proponent of the Roku interface on TVs for years. But totally. my, my, my biggest bugaboo is that they have never, they literally haven't modernized the even just like the quality of graphics on their interface since eight, nine years ago. Like, I'm not even kidding, right? It's so, yeah, yeah, so it's right. like, they all they need to do is just refresh the graphics, you know, but then that requires, they probably have pretty basic processors in there and they won't do it. And so, you know, what ends up happening is like, Apple's UI and interface just moves faster than any TV interface. It moves faster than any Roku interface or Amazon interface. And it's smooth and it feels snappy and it still looks modern compared to a lot of other ones. And that does feel nice. It's like, it's clean. It's, there's something about it. And yeah, someone says like, well, I don't want to, back in the day you had to spend, I think $179 was the entry price point for the Apple TV 4K. Well, now it starts at least on the entry level model at 129. So at least they're addressing they're addressing these things that people have wanted for like five years. <laughs> but have you, it, bought, it's have you ever bought a bigger the bigger version? I don't. I've never seen the need for that. Like, no, because right. I'm not downloading enough content. Like I don't have right. games. There's no games that require like 
I've never ever even yeah I've never had a, a warning that says you're running out never. of space on your Apple TV. Yeah, I've in, never had a thing. In fact, I think what would be a cool feature, and I thought about this, like okay, if you're giving us this much space, much like you can on your iPad download shows to your iPad like Disney Plus and Netflix, I would love, and I know it's probably some sort of licensing agreement, I would love if if I'm going on the road, and yeah, it sounds kind of nerdy to be like, bring your Apple TV, I don't mind bringing my Apple TV if I could download episodes and movies and put them on a, on a hotel TV. Like, that doesn't bother oh. me. But they don't have that feature yet, so yeah, that would we be have a thing to lock. You'll laugh, but we have a 4K Apple TV that is that is labeled the travel Apple See? TV. We we take it with us um, for 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 wherever we go because uh, oftentimes now you can also get on decent Wi-Fi. But we also you know if we're in air in an Airbnb, we just bring everything with us and we have our mm-hmm. it's our it's our exact setup, right? Everything's there. It works perfectly. Um, Hulu's the only entity that hulu is annoying this way they if you have a if you if you log it on on your ipad Mm. anywhere else you can you can use it if you log in an apple tv somewhere other than your home zip code it'll it'll uh like freeze your account it'll be like you're out of you're out of the region that you're supposed to be using this right yeah it's like you know some people travel and what do you care yeah, I'm paying for these many streams. Let me use these many streams. Yeah, I know. So, I know. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, so I, I just think it's I, I, I still think it's a great device. The only TV we don't use it on is, is an upstairs TV that's just against a wall. And so there's just nowhere to stick it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we could kind of paste it to the back of the TV, but just it's just more trouble than it's worth. And for that TV, the the Roku interface works just fine, though that's the only interface that just that freezes up on me occasionally. Not mm-hmm. often, but mm-hmm. every once in a while, Roku will just be like, "Nah, I'm done." Yeah, yeah. And then, just, and then you have to reset the TV. It's like Roku's interface is great. It just looks like it's from like '95 now. Like that's yeah, just it's, got, it's, it's got like 16 bit graphics, <laughs> dude. <right>? It's, <laughs> it's pixelated <laughs> graphics, bro. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, you know. People, so I got to address. I know people are going to say, "Why don't you just download the episodes to your iPad and then use an HDMI connector to it?" Yes, I can do that if I want to. I'm just, I'm just throwing. We're talking about the Apple TV 4K, and I'm just saying, hey, this would be like a nice feature to add in case. But yes, I know you can do a lot of other things to connect your devices to other TVs on the go. Um, I didn't mention because we've been jumping into this. I talked about the faster processor. The new Apple TV 4K 2022 edition does have HDR 10 plus support. And some people are like, uh, but I have a TV with Dolby Vision. And quite honestly, Dolby Vision has been tested. And, you know, according to all the different tests and breakdowns, it is the best representation of the director and content creator's intentions when you watch movies and TV shows. But HDR 10 plus support is like the non Dolby vision equivalent. That is, I believe it's, I don't want to say it's open source, but it's technically a more open standard and format. And the thing is that there's a lot of people that own Samsung TVs and have don't have an Apple TV that supports HDR 10 plus. So it basically uses metadata in the files to give you the best image quality, the best contrast. It kind of tunes your TV to take advantage of the best image fidelity with HDR10, much like what Dolby Vision does already for our TVs. So Samsung TVs do not support Dolby Vision. They right. have always been like, eh, we're not going to do it. We're sticking with it because HDR10, they're kind of part of a group that supports that format, kind of this classic stupid format wars that 
they choose to stick to, but we're like, whatever, we don't care about format wars. Just give us the best thing. So now Apple TV 4K supports HDR10+. So I do think that there is a segment of the audience that owns a Samsung TV that would actually benefit from upgrading to an Apple TV 4K in 2022 because of that. Why would you tell me that? You know I own an app, a Samsung TV. You do. You own a frame. You actually own a Samsung frame. Why oh would you God. do that? Why would you do that to me? Why would you? Do, why would you do that to me? That's just. That's just mean. It's just. It's just evil. It's wrong. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm. 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 I'm shocked and appalled by it. I, and you, you know what's funny is the other thing I just noticed is that this is the one where I would have to get the better one because I actually like plugging in the Apple TV to the Ethernet port and you don't get the Ethernet port with the entry level anymore. Which that's is stupid, correct. But, that's correct. Oh my yeah, gosh, Gil, yeah. you will be buying one. You, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> no wonder when I started talking about it, you're like, interesting. I heard your voice go, interesting. Like you, you actually are going to pre-order this. I know you are. I know who you are. You just got a new TV, a new home setup. You're like, um, if I spent this much money, it's only $150 to get the best fidelity uh, video quality for the TV made for my TV. I think you're going to do it, dude. I think you're going to do it. So now, would you still tune the t- the Apple TV using, you know, because you know how Apple does that thing, the Apple TV does that thing where you hold the iPhone up to it. Would you tune it to that? No, no. So this is this is what makes it beautiful because, so some of these, it depends on the TV, first of all, but I, I believe the frame does have an ambient sensor on it. That can yeah. at least detect the general lighting of your TV. But what's more important is that the metadata within the file, I'm not saying it calibrates your TV, but it knows the limits of like what's the brightest bright and what's the darkest dark. So it presents the image in the proper like location in that spectrum based on what your TV can do. Got it. All right. So, And then also the Siri remote is USB-C for those of you who don't know. It's... Apple's moving all their things over to USB-C because they have to because the EU is like you, I was going to say the EU. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to. Yeah, they they're like, to. you got to do it now because the EU has passed those laws to basically make it a, a requirement and Apple appears to be following suit now. So um, so the new four t- four, uh, TV 4K A15 processor, ACR 10 plus support for Gil's uh, Samsung TV, uh, Siri remote... <laughs> I cannot believe it. Siri remote. I, I, I thought I was coming out of this without buying something. I know. I ridiculous. know you, dude. And then um, the two <laughs> things we were talking about, how there are two models. There's a $129 model that is a 64 gig storage capacity, which is fine. But if you get the $149 model, that includes an Ethernet port, a physical Ethernet port on it, which I, when I stream all my stuff, I'm putting a f- Ethernet port on it. I want the highest quality yeah, video I can get. sure. Then you get thread support, which is a subtle, not really talked about known thing where the actual Apple TV can act as a hub for like smart home devices to talk to it. And then you get 128 gig storage for that $149 price point, which Gil might be pre-ordering right after we record this podcast. (laughs) I love that you think I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing it right now? Are you doing it right now? (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) You are a sick, sick man. Honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gil. Maybe you should... You should come back. Um, maybe we can talk about it after you get it. I want to see if you can tell the difference on your screen, if you really can tell the difference between using like a previous Apple 4K versus the new one and if the HDR10 Plus makes a difference. I'm actually curious about that. Yeah, no, what I'll do is I'll be sure to watch kind of at the same time of day something mm-hmm. on one and then switch it and then before I swap it out and switch it to the other one. So yeah. I, 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 think it's, I think it's not a terrible idea, actually. Just, you know, I'm just curious how if you can... Honestly, you should be able to see a difference, but I'm I'm I don't I don't know if you will or not. You know, 
it looks pretty good already. So I mean, that's I, what it, I'm saying. You know, we're, we're, we're we're on the margins to improve stuff with the with the current setup we have. It's true. So we'll see. I mean, it already it does it does have high dynamic range already. So this. I'm just curious how much the difference this <laughs> HDR10 plus support is going to make. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. Glad I'm, glad I'm so amused. amused. I'm so amused. I'm okay. I'm here, to, I'm here to amuse you. That's what I do. You are. It's I love cool. it. it. It happened cool. on the fly. I did not even expect that. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You did get a new Samsung TV. <laughs> okay. Um, so now we know of these three products, which one would you buy, Gil? <laughs> uh it's looking like the apple tv uh the the uh the 149 one because i like you believe that you should plug in your ethernet port um for video streaming when you really want to actually see something <laughs> that's good uh and, and it's highest quality i mean i just i just think that's that's right. a waste of the uh, why why if you have ethernet capability to mm-hmm. the tv why why wouldn't you absolutely okay um the other thing that i'm curious about this is just a little quick side note. Um, we I just wanted to cover two extra things. You know, there's a lot of rumors of new Macs potentially coming in November. Maybe new MacBook Pros, maybe new Mac Mini. Now we already saw how incredible the M1 Max and M1 Pro models were in the power. You know, quite honestly, you put an M2 on there, it's going to get basically a little bit overall performance bump. This whole for video creators, this whole media engine that supercharges it for encoding and decoding that was already in the M1X and I'm oh, sorry, M1 Pro and M1 max so we would expect to have those also in the m2 i don't know if they're going to do anything different there but are are you in the market for a new computer because quite honestly i'm not <laughs> i don't i don't need a new computer i don't either you know I've, i i i'm trying to think how old this device is but it, it's it's worked fine and we just i literally just um this is a 2019 macbook pro 16 inch so yeah it's it's three years old and again I still don't think I use half the power that, <laughs> that, it's think, that this thing is capable of because I always get the pros and because I just like the, the, the design better. But um, no, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the market for it. So I still have – I don't even have uh, Apple Silicon on this thing. I think that will – when you do, like see the thing is you don't really need it. But I think when you do make the upgrade eventually when it's time, um, just how quiet it is and how cool it runs, you'll notice. Yeah, I mean this thing definitely runs – hot like there's no way around that uh because it is you know like literally putting it on your lap burns your lap (laughs) you know so so it's just one of those things that that part of it would be nice but yeah there's no there's no need to to, for me to get one at this point okay so we're gonna wrap this up with a story that i there was just a news story which i thought was really interesting and intriguing and might be an indication of where apple has been innovating or not been innovating and where they may be going that's why we want to talk about it so a recent report by Bloomberg's Mark Gurman set, claims and says that Apple is uh, has announced the upcoming departure of their lead product designer, Evans Hankey. Now, she replaced and took over the role and succeeded Johnny Ive as Apple's de facto chief design officer. And remember, he left in 2019, but he was kind of lingering. And they said he had helped with input on the new revamped M1 iMacs. And then there, they recently said, oh, Johnny Ive doesn't, you know, advise or give any input with our products anymore. So she has basically been on the team for about three years and is now piecing out. And so I'm kind of curious, based on us as complete outsiders, not knowing the true dynamics that are happening inside Apple, have you felt that their design has changed that much or not or where are you at because i have my own thoughts but i'm just kind of curious what you think about this overall change and what it could or could mean or what it 
what, how you've seen Apple's design over the past few years. I mean, I, I feel like it's been a consolidation of design. It doesn't really feel like they've done anything new for mm-hmm. some time now, right? It feels like they've just been sort of consolidating around the current look of everything and making it consistent. I mean, even the even the uh, MacBook Air now ha- has the sort of same squared off, sort of more more squared off look that than it used to. It doesn't have that tapering that it used to have, so or not as much. So I I I, I I'd be. I don't feel like she's done a lot. <laughs> it's probably the best thing. It's, it's a terrible thing to say, but I, I, it, it just it just feels like it's been stagnant now for a while, and they're just kind of consolidating around the looks that they've always had. Well, I think you're right on the money. And here's the interesting part about this: is that okay? So for the longest time, you know, Apple was always about like we're going to make the thinnest thing possible, and it was like, oh my god, like stop making it so thin. Give us battery life. And I've talked about it a lot in the podcast and my videos, how Apple has completely started moving towards function over form. Not that they don't prioritize form, but clearly functionality has now been kind of prioritized while keeping a similar modern looking design language. And I think for her, if she's the hardware design lead at Apple and in the past few years, like you've said, everything basically kind of looks alike. I don't think that's very exciting. Like as someone who's a designer who's trying to create new designs, new looks, new feels, kind of you know change what's out there and create a statement with those designs. Have we seen a single product out in the past three years that has has we've said mm, in the past three years that were like that is a new iconic design from Apple? I think the distinction is. And perhaps I was rougher on her than I should have been. She is um, she is leaving maybe because she hasn't been able to bring new design to the equation, right? I, I'm assuming that she that she's been the reason why design has been stagnant, and perhaps that's why she's leaving. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, th- I think she probably wants to be more challenging, and all honestly, at the same time, let's be real. Like we've all worked at different places. Having Apple on your resume as the design chief. Not not a not a bad resume bullet point to basically go and work wherever the heck you want, right? Yeah, and I and I have I have to think that it's a it's a it's a tough place to leave. So there's got to be a good mm-hmm, reason to mm-hmm. leave, right? Um, I you know I we've talked about this before, but I still commend to you the the after Steve book because it really gets into the the battle between uh, ops and design mm-hmm. at Apple particularly after Steve left and how the, the tables really flipped, right? Design led the charge while Steve was there. Mm-hmm. And after he passed away, uh, the ops team really started taking over a lot more, a lot more things. And so it, you know, this could be a continuation of that, of that change. And this person's finally done with it. Yeah, you, you can really see it. So I just thought it was an interesting bullet point because, you know, we, Apple's designs are iconic and we care. So, you know, People get so excited when a product gets a new design from Apple, but when it doesn't, I like I see so many comments like "This is trash." And I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" I I can't tell you how much it gets so old. Like, oh, just because they didn't change how it looks, it's not good, right? Yeah, I don't expect. I mean, I think most of us that have been around a while don't expect a new design, uh, like on the phones every year. You you know, every yeah. two, every two to three, maybe. I do think they're stretching it now, right? I mean, the current design palette of the Apple. Telephone, uh, the Apple phone, the Apple, the iPhones has been how how many years are we running now with this sort of like retro iPhone four kind of look? Yeah, three, 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 yeah, at least three, right? 12, at least 13, three. 12, 13, 14, basically. Yeah, yeah. 12, 13, so, I mean, 14. 
that's that this is a long time i think now running with essentially the same design and all you've done is sort of tweak the cameras um in terms of the shell itself that's that's you know if they don't come out with something radically different next year then i think people can start complaining about it because it's like look you know looks the damn same um and and the 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 what i can't remember what the island was called but the little island is the, is dynamic the island did. that's a dynamic island but it's but it's the only thing that's really changed but but the but the phone itself the structure of the phone mm-hmm. has been this, the same mm-hmm. since the 12 and that's that's a long time yeah so we'll see what happens with this new potential USB-C iPhone 15 will they make the camera flush with the body or not will what will it look like will it look exactly the same it probably will who knows that remain, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that remains to be revealed in 2023 <laughs> awesome so hey Gil thanks so much for hanging out man it's always fun it was a pleasure I love talking uh, Apple and tech with you and I uh, can't wait till the next time and I'm glad I could make your wallet uh, and I'm not glad but your wallet is 150 bucks lighter now so <laughs> But the benefit is you can test that out for us and let us know how it went. (laughs) I'm here to serve. (laughs) All right, Gil. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. Okay. So there you go. Our reactions and probably a lot of you had the same feelings about the new announcements. But again, it just depends on where you are in the upgrade cycle. And some of this makes sense for some of you and some of it, it just doesn't. And for Gil, the Apple TV 4K 2022 edition made sense after this show. All right, thanks again so much to everyone for hanging out with us. Big thanks to our Platinum Apples, the $100 level sponsorship, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jared Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for all your support, and thank you to all of you at every level who continue to allow me to keep on doing this. It is incredible. We're almost at 250 freaking episodes that I've been doing this podcast independent alongside with my video and all that other stuff. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be kind of wild to think that we're going to hit 250 podcasts. Uh, That's crazy as well. So thanks so much, everybody. Hey, guess what? Reviews will be coming up next. Just letting you know that things might be coming out for review pretty soon. So you can stick here. You can go check out my YouTube channel. Obviously, they kind of both work together. But thank you so much. Thanks for your time. And thanks for all your support. We'll see you on the next show. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.